0: welcome to talking with tremaine a health and fitness show featuring tremaine and david ellis together this husband and wife co-host team will bring you the benefits of what can be your best life it all depends on your mindset and understanding of what a fit and healthy lifestyle can truly be now here is tremaine and david
1: hello everyone and welcome back once again to the talking with tremaine show we are. We're in June. We're officially in June, the sixth month of the year.
2: Six months of the year on the fifth, so it almost was six six nineteen.
1: Almost one day off. Just well, glad it's
2: not six six six.
1: Yeah, that wouldn't be good. When it reairs, it'll be six six. So that that should count for something. But yeah, we are coming off of a great series of shows Uh, last month was mental health awareness we had some wonderful guests and some great topics that we touched on uh, last month so oh you know what I didn't even tell I didn't even tell anybody who I am I'm your host (laughs) Tremaine and I'm here with my husband and co-host David
2: how you doing out there in uh, podcast land
1: yeah i just get so excited i just be ready to get into it but yeah we we had great shows last month but we are in a new month and i have some exciting news about our shows for this month all of june we're dating our shows to the men yes so we we're looking out for y'all as well so, as, as you all know, because you listen, you tune in week after week, so you all know that both David and I, we like to focus on the physical fitness components of, you know, health and wellness, but that's not all that there is to it. There's also the mental, which we talked about last month, and there's the emotional as well. That goes along with it. So this week, we have a great guest, as all of our guests have been. We have a great guest on with us today um, that's going to help us talk about that a little bit. Next week, which is also Men's Health Week. (laughs) Had to think about that. And then we have Father's Day. So you know we, we looked out for the moms, so we can't leave the fathers out. The third week, we're going to talk about Fit Fathers and how they get theirs in as well. And then the last week, you know, we did a show maybe a month or so ago about cardio versus strength training. And we talked about how, you know, there's a lot of debate on, you know, strength training is for men, cardio is for women. But we're going to talk about in the last week this month that cardio is for men too. Real men do cardio as well. So we got a great lineup for you this month. We got some great guests that's going to be on the show with us. But before we get into all of that even more, what we got to do?
2: Check on that homework.
1: Check on the homework. So what was the homework assignment for last week?
2: The homework assignment for last week. Hmm.
1: You gave it out, remember? I
2: did give it out. <laughs> you know what? And I felt so horrible because I almost forgot about it. Um, I think it was to go get checked out if something I like think that.
1: You're right. So we were talking last week with Victoria and she was talking about, you know, how it takes about two weeks or so um, to diagnose certain behaviors and conditions. Um, so the homework was if you have abnormalities, is that, is that the word? If things are like they usually are <laughs> for about two weeks and, you know, you get checked up by your regular physician and they say you're fine, you know, dig a little deeper. It might be a little something a little deeper than that and uh, you just want to want to know your status you know we talk time and time again about you know getting checkups from your doctor to know your physical fitness level and status but it's also important to know your mental status and as we talk about today your emotional and relational status as well so it all it all ties together and we're gonna we're gonna help to um blend it all so that it makes a whole lot of sense to you
2: gotta make a whole lot of sense gotta uh of yeah, sense. so it's just um uh, it's a lot of information, and you know I think we can be a little hard on the the men folk for this month because it's Technically, a month that you look out for fathers, but we only get like one day. Mothers get like 366.7 days of the year.
1: Hey.
2: I don't know what it is. Come on, guys. We got to represent. We got to stand up.
1: <laughs> hey. What they call it, Mother Nature. It's just, it's just how have it, have it, have the world works.
2: Something like that. <laughs> hey, but I do want to say, like, I, been, I was a little disappointed last week. And you guys know I like Krispy Kreme, right?
1: So So, here we go.
2: Krispy Kreme has this chocolate glazed donut. And it wasn't what I thought it was. It was just a chocolate covered donut. It was no glaze on it. I'm kind of disappointed. Krispy Kreme, you got to do better.
1: And I have no opinion on it. (laughs) Because why is that? Why why do I have no opinion on that chocolate glazed donut? I
2: mean, I figured because I I didn't like it. Nobody else would really have liked it. But I I have to get a one. Uh come the first Friday again.
1: Yeah. Next month. I was like, well, I wanted to taste it too, but maybe maybe not. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but uh not sure where that came from but it's all good
2: (laughs) we're just gonna call that david's random moments
1: yes we have those throughout the show um i'm sure you caught them week after week as a matter of fact we just need to
2: time for david's random moments
1: but you can't schedule them because then it wouldn't be random
2: you know what there you go. But I can do the theme song before I do the random moment. You
1: could. You yeah, could. There you As go. I think a lot of people look forward to that. I think they do. Just don't know when it's coming, but they know it is coming.
2: Yeah. Somebody who was listening by the name of N.D. said they didn't necessarily hear me last week, but they heard you.
1: Hey, it'd it, it, <laughs> it be like that sometimes, but right. But you're, a, you're an integral part of the show, and we're, we're happy to have you on. And you yes. know your boy, Jesse. He, he hears you. If no one else, Jesse hears you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, Jesse? Jess?
1: Yeah. But yeah. So, what are we talking about in today's show?
2: <clears throat> so, in today's show, we're talking about men's health. Real men don't show emotions. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Real men feel, but yeah. a men description is,
1: is next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Real men don't show emotion most. You know, I, it's, it's one of those days. Hell yeah. a long day.
1: So, and that's that's the stigma that you know our society has placed on what the definition of a real man is, and and I'm only going off of what I hear. Of course, I'm not a man, so I don't know firsthand. But you know we see and hear all the time, even on TV and movies, whatever. You know, the whole "I'm a man, I don't feel, I don't show emotion" because it shows signs of weakness, and this, that, and the other. So our guest today, um, he's gonna shed some light on on that. And we we all know it. if you're human, you have feelings, you have emotions. But when you suppress those, it can have, you know, quite an effect on not only you, but those around you. Again, like we were talking about with Cassandra when she was on and she was talking about um, her daughter who has bipolar disorder, when it affects one person in the household, it affects everyone. So I'm ex- I'm excited and eager to um, talk with our guest, Dr. Michael Figures, today on this because it's it's something that <laughs> that it just intrigues me like I I want to know the why like why is it not okay for men to express feelings hey, okay let me ask you <laughs> you're a guy <laughs> so before we I bring our so. guests on <laughs> you know is is that. The mentality that you've had growing up, or is that something that was taught to you? Not necessarily in the home, but you know, just in general. Is that something that you were told coming up? You know, real men don't feel what, what was that song Um, from Frozen Concealed Don't Feel? I have no idea. <laughs> that was part of Let It Go, I think. I won't sing it this time.
2: Yeah, I was about to break out the song, but that's one song <laughs> that I don't remember yeah um but I think what it is is um well I feel what it is it's not necessarily what was shown, but the population they they show us things about on TV of how certain men are programmed certain ways um it wasn't until I really got older to where you have to you have to kind of unlearn things and relearn them for yourself so as for me when I was a kid growing up. I know a lot of guys. If you get them upset and they start crying, or you start seeing tears roll up their eyes, that's something that you probably need to watch out for because that means they're about to be like a volcano and pop, and you don't want to be nowhere around that. Um, I know for myself personally, when I got to that state, that standpoint of tears started coming down my face, it's like every feeling left my body, and whatever happened. It happened. I wasn't in control of it. Well, I kind of wasn't in control of it, but still, um, you know, real men do cry. It, it it depends on how you grew up. Like if you grow if you grew up with your father not crying, more than likely you're gonna grow up not crying. Or if it's just something a traumatic event that happened to you, and you kind of suppress feelings, that's what happens. As I mentioned to you before, at our engagement party. Um, when people were praying over us you know I felt the welling up of emotions and tears kind of come into my eyes but I kind of choked it back down because it was just the fact that at that point in time I didn't I didn't think it was right because it was like one of those things like I mentioned before I haven't cried in years I think I haven't cried since my cousin had died back in 95 and that's That's sad because a lot of times I look for those tears. Um, But it's different for everybody. Just like everybody's body makeup is different. Uh, Everybody's growing up experience is different. Some people may have grew up in a house where the man was crying like every day.
0: Mm.
2: And the woman was just like, you know, whatever. Just like, dude, get it together.
1: Yeah. And I know it's been said that, you know men showing emotion is is a sign of weakness so you know it's it's i don't know it's how society wants you to believe it's okay or not okay to be one way or another and of course um like you say, it also depends on how you're brought up, and we're gonna talk about <clears throat> when we bring down the figures on you know there's there's certain causes of emotional pain, emotional hurt that may be related to your past, or whatever, but like you like you mentioned, when those feelings or emotions come up, they get suppressed and never dealt with, which in turn could lead to something more severe because you're not addressing them you're just keeping them bottled in and like you mentioned when they do come out it's like a volcano erupting and you just don't know what's going to happen or you know anyone in the line of fire may you know be affected as well so it's gonna be interesting today (laughs) to say the least um yeah so did you have anything else on that before we get ready to get into our first commercial break?
2: Uh no, not really. I think it's um I feel like it's one of those things is serious that guys need other guys to communicate with because every male who may have some kind of feeling going on that may not necessarily cry it's coming from their past. It's always from their past. Um, a lot of men have tough skin, have like alligator skin. Uh, but you just have to, you have to find another man to that you can trust, that you can open up to, to talk to, that can share your share your feelings. Um, I know for a lot of veterans, it's the same way. Veterans really share more with veterans, with other veterans, than they do with someone who's not a veteran. So got to find that trusted male figure to uh, share things with.
1: Right. And I think the important part is just getting it out, sharing it with someone so that you're not holding it in. And you never know, you know, that other male may have experienced the same thing or something similar. And, you know, that's one thing that Dr. Frigga mentioned in his book you know once you've been in that struggle and you've come out of that struggle, it's important to you know look for someone else who you can help get through it because, like I say, you need someone that you can confide in and trust it, trust you know sharing that information because you know it's it's the release and Anytime you keep things in, keep things bottled, bottled up inside, whether you're male or female, eventually it's going to come out in some shape or form. And if you have control over the way it comes out, I think it's going to make the situation a whole lot better. Right. So with that, <laughs> we're going to head into our first commercial break. So let's see for the break. So what do we want them is to males.
2: do? It's males. True. We want some plyo push-ups.
1: I can dig it. Plyo push-ups.
2: That means push-up and your hands come off the ground. Yes. Yeah.
1: Ladies, you can do it too. We got this. I know
2: Cynthia. I know Cynthia <laughs> oh, out
1: Cynthia, there listening. Cynthia, Cynthia and Shayla, they both got this. <laughs> <Okay>. Double SM. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, yeah, get that in, and we will be right back with our special guest, Dr. Michael Figures, on the other side of the break. <laughs>
3: Training with Tremaine is where you want to visit for your motivation and results. Stop by to find out about our training programs. We offer both one-on-one training as well as group training for corporate functions and organizations. We offer boot camps, couch to 5K, and road to 10K running programs. And coming soon, virtual training. Also, take a look at our store for the best of motivational products like t-shirts in both kid and adult sizes. Visit our site at trainingwithtremaine.com. That's trainingwithtremaine.com.
4: Spring is here and our Couch to 5K and Road to 10K training programs are soon to follow. Join Training with Tremaine, April 16th through June 8th. Tuesdays and Thursdays from 445 to 545 p.m. for our 5K training sessions and 6 to 7 p.m. for our 10K sessions. And on Saturdays from 7 to 8 a.m. for our combined sessions. Not in the area? No problem. Virtual training is also available. We will finish out our training during the finale race, which will be on June 15th. Register today at trainingwithtremaine.com and meet me on the pavement.
0: You are listening to Talking with Tremaine. To reach our program today, call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at Now, back to Talking with Tremaine.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back. You know what I think? Since June is dedicated to the men, I think we should have David to bring us in from the commercial breaks. How about that? Uh, See? I, I could be nice. I could be nice.
2: Yeah, Uh, that's what's up Uh, So
1: take two, we're going to act like we're coming back from breaking He's going to bring us in (laughs)
2: And action Welcome back, welcome back Y'all can stop doing those plyo push-ups Getting that sweat in and everything Uh, I'm your co-host Dave David, you know And here with your host, Tremaine Howdy And we got the special guest on the phone Dr. Michael
5: Figures (laughs) Good evening, Tremaine, and good evening, David. How are you? Uh,
2: Doing doing great, doing
5: great. Doing just fine, just fine. Glad to be a part of the show. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you so much for accepting.
2: Yeah. So, Doc, do do the people... Oh, so we call them Doc, you know, like most doctors, we call them Doc. So, Doc, uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself.
5: Well, um... A little country boy that grew up in a little small town outside of Tallahassee, Florida uh, called Quincy, uh, where the best small towns in the entire world, (laughs) and the best people in the world came from Quincy, and uh, that's my story. I'm going to stick with it.
0: Um, Hey. I uh, (laughs)
5: uh, went to uh, college at uh, Florida A&M University for my undergrad degree, and I got Two additional degrees from Florida State University, right across the street.
1: <laughs> hashtag go nose.
5: Uh, oh. Say that again.
1: I said hashtag go nose.
5: Exactly, exactly <laughs> go nose. I always will. Uh, and uh, I, while in Tallahassee, met my lovely, lovely wife Vanessa Figures, who also attended Florida M and Florida State as well. Uh, I was a music guy; she was a math lady. And uh, we hit it off really, really well. And uh, from that uh, came a marriage and also came for uh, very hungry and (laughs) active boys. Yeah. Now, where did uh, they get the
1: hungry part from?
5: (laughs) uh, You would probably want to blame that on me, but I'm not going to take that right now.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And that's your story. You're sticking with it, right? (laughs)
5: Yeah, I'm going to stick with it. Yes, I am.
2: So, again, I want to apologize to all the people out here because I thought we got over this Florida State stuff in the first couple of weeks of the show.
1: But we will evidently we'll not. never be over it.
2: Evidently not.
1: Knows for life.
5: Seminoles for forever. Forever.
1: Forever, ever? ever forever, forever, ever? All right, Alcash. <laughs> forever. <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. So, what... Um. Doctor figure did not mention in his intro is he's also an author and we want to put this out there first because we're going to be relating or referring to his book often in this show today and the title of the book go ahead i'll let you do that
5: okay uh it's entitled Healing the Hearts of Broken Men, and I, I didn't mention it because I kind of figured it would come out at some point <laughs> in the show, but uh, Healing the Hearts of Broken Men is a book that I wrote about uh, five years ago, and uh, it's very, very dear to my heart because not only is it my story, but it's the story of a whole lot of men, and I'll even go as far as to say 90% of the men that uh, that we all know and live around and talk to and interact with every day.
1: Right. And real quick, we usually do this at the end, but where can um, our listeners find your book?
5: Uh, two main places. Uh, the most common place is Amazon, uh, Amazon.com, or you can go to OutskirtsPress.com. And uh, either one of those places, you can very easily pick up a copy of Healing the Hearts of Broken Men
1: absolutely and we'll have the information up on our com website as well so for our listeners when you listen to this show again you know where to have or to get your book from so you can have some frame of reference once you listen to this show again after after this this airing (laughs) exactly exactly so um Dodge Figures, you mentioned that, you know, this was a passion of yours. So what was it that just prompted you and you know, how did this become such a passion to write this book and touch on this particular topic?
5: You know, uh Tremaine, I really, really always appreciate that question because it's so easy to answer that. By trade and by study, uh by college education, all of that I'm a musician, always have been, and just love almost every kind of genre of music. But my life story growing up, there were some real, real major challenges that existed between me and my father. And uh, as I look back on those things and look back on my upbringing, I had a great upbringing. I never went hungry, me, nor my seven siblings. Uh, We (laughs) always had a roof over our head. Uh, But my dad was a workman. He was a provider, as most men. He was uh, one to make sure that everything stayed perfect in his house. But for my dad, as much of a provider as he was, as much of uh, a protector as he was, uh, and he trained us. He trained us how to work. He trained us how to take care of things. But there was very little emotion. There was very little affection. There was very little touch uh, involved coming from my dad. And I always wondered why. And even when I did crazy stuff to try to evoke him to show some kind of positive emotion, it always went the other way. And it wasn't Mm. until I got a little older uh, that I uh, realized that my dad was hurting from the same thing that I was. It was a generational kind of thing. Uh, when it comes down to men and their emotions,
0: Love. and um,
5: I, I venture to say that it stemmed also from uh, I, I had we had such a strained relationship. By the time I went to college, that this was the breaking point. That in my sophomore year, in my un, in undergrad school, my grandmother passed. That is my dad's mom. I was so, um, I guess you might say. Uh, at Oz with Dad, and although my school was only 20 minutes away from my house, I refused to go to the funeral. I did not even go. And uh, a couple of days later when my dad called me and asked me why didn't I come, I gave some lame excuse like I had homework and I had to finish some projects so I didn't go. But really, I was trying to make my dad feel like I'd felt for a long time. So, long story short, uh, after that time, I had a good friend, and this has all of this is in the book. I had a good friend uh, who was also my mentor and minister at the time, who came to me, got all over my case, and said that that was a done thing to do and that I've got to get over the pain that I grew up with. Hence, years later, I realized that almost every man has some kind of emotional pain going on. And I decided to write about it, but not only to write about it, but also research and find remedies and ways to help brothers get over the emotional pain that they suppress and hide inside.
1: All right. Wow. That, and that's something, you said something really interesting. Um, it's a generational thing. And yep. I think a lot of times, and I'm just, again, I'm not a man, so <laughs> I'm just speculating here i'm gonna okay. let david kind of be more you know if he has any more insight but i think a lot of times you may not really realize it while you're going through it and like i said, it's not until you're older and kind of look back and see that you know this is something that's you know it didn't start just with you but it's been going on through previous
5: generations as well You're right. You're absolutely right. You you see, you see, and, and that's why I'm so passionate about it is because, you know, we grew up, uh, our granddads and our our uncles and our dads, they all, they, they all taught us that men are fixers. We fix things. We're protectors. We protect our folks. We're fighters. We fight when something challenges us or comes up against us. We're also heroes and that is you've never seen Superman cry. you never seen uh, Batman actually break down and become wimpy and any of that kind of thing. And so what our uh, uncles and our dads and our granddads sometimes, especially back in the day, what they taught us that to show or display any kind of emotion was to be punkish, was to be uh, soft, was to be weak, and you, know, you, you don't have time to concentrate on your own personal challenges, and your own personal pain, and your own personal situation. You gotta man up and make sure that you there for everybody else and be strong, and if you're hurting, you're just hurting, you deal with it, and you just let it stay where it is. Now, I, I totally agree that men are protectors, they're fighters, they're heroes, they're fixers. I believe in all of that. And definitely, uh, my examples were that. But there's also the other side that causes a whole lot of damage if it's not attended to. And that is, there is an emotional side of man where you got to feel, where you got to be able to express other emotions other than just anger, other than just heroism. And mm-hmm. that's where... Uh, the generational kind of thing are uh, happening. because what you see, I heard David say a little earlier in the show is what you see and the culture that's around you, that's what you become a part of. And actually it's like gospel. You you don't think of it any other way that as a man, no, my dad didn't cry. My granddad didn't cry. My uncles didn't cry. None of my cousins cry. So no, I'm not going to cry either because that means that I'm less than what is deemed a man. And actually, all of that is bit misguidance Because the thing that hurts you As a 13 year old It doesn't go anywhere It just grows up with you And when you mm-hmm. become 35 You still feel the same thing you did then You just learn how to deal with it in a different way
1: Right
2: yeah, And I think uh, a lot of things is, um, You know I know you said that Those feelings don't go anywhere But as we talked last month About the mental health Finding out a lot of these things, like it's it's also a chemistry thing in the brain. And uh, talking with Victoria, I think we talked off the air off air a little bit about it. And it's just like a, a chemical thing. And also starting my therapy last week, it is really a chemical thing and a neurological thing as well. That kind of it breaks. It's to the point where it's just like you know, guys feel, but also guys feel to a certain extent to where, like, I know as far as, like, some military folks, if you're like myself, you kind of got real trust issues. You don't really trust everything. You're kind of on guard, and every military person basically has PTSD anyway because we're trained to have PTSD. So, you know, coming up and getting around other men to where you can kind of somewhat – let your guards down, but you got to make sure you're around the right men because it's also that time to where you can be impressionable. I know as a as a male mentor, I've taken kids out, um, men, uh, male kids, and it's just it's certain times where you got You have to give tough love. You have to give tough love, but you also have to give that emotional love. Like, hey, everything is going to be all right. You know, I know yeah, things yeah. may seem bad now, but it's going to be all right.
5: David, you make you make you make a very very good point. And if I can just kind of add a little bit to that now, don't get me wrong. And I explain this very clearly in the book that uh, being able to face or deal with your emotional pain or your challenges does not mean that you become some weak pushover. Uh, that everybody can get over on you, anybody can talk to you any kind of way, uh, you can be treated any kind of way. It doesn't suggest that at all. What it is, is as you said, it's a balance. And yeah, some things are chemical, uh, some things are neurological, uh, but the main thing is that it's, it's cultural. It's how you grew up and how you were taught because in an environment where you are you're 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 trained or you are shown that it's okay to hug if that's what you need at the moment it's okay to express your anger if that's what you need to do at the moment it's okay to actually cry if you've experienced loss or hurt if you're in that kind of environment then you're not so prone to think that the only thing that i can do is, is be a hero now we want to demonstrate to our children, particularly our young boys, that, yeah, you got, you got to man up and take responsibility. And that's really where it all came from, Tremaine. Um, the, 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 the meaning behind, or should I say the intent behind what a lot of our forefathers taught us was well-meaning. Well, well-meaning because mm-hmm. they want us to say, they want us to understand that we are the responsibility. The book does stop here. And in our homes, in our society, in our churches, in our schools, we have to be present. We have to definitely be stand out. We have to make sure that we take responsibility. And if anything goes wrong, then we need to be man up enough to make sure we take the responsibility. But if that's the only side that you teach, then there's some other things that's happening personally within a man's emotions that don't get dealt with. And... um that's what, where, where you'll find the problem with a lot of men who, when they get older, they'll find themselves either taking their own lives or either they'll take it out on their spouses or they will take it out on their children or they'll just kind of shut down. And uh, I, I know we'll talk a little later on about some of the things that causes it, but those are the issues when there's not a balance between uh, the protector and the fixer and the fighter and then the one who shows love, emotions, affection as well.
2: Yeah, I can tell you the truth, Doc. When I had yeah. this, <laughs> one of my mentees, oh my gosh, this joker, like he was a hugger. And, you know, I've been around him since he was in seventh grade. He's he's graduated UNC since then. But it's like he broke down that wall with me to where every time he saw me, he just hugged me. And he, he broke down that wall to where it's like, okay, I know he's going to hug me. I have to hug <laughs> him back. <laughs> so he kind of broke that wall down and it was just like, alright, you know, it was really uncomfortable at first, but now it's just like, okay, yeah you know, I had to turn off my alert system, like, okay, I'm not in danger, I can kind of let my guard down, but I had to keep it up a little bit, just in case somebody comes around or something, I
5: still have to be ready <laughs> that, that's your military
1: background there <laughs>
5: Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't talk a lot about uh the the military situation uh in the book. That that is a different set of uh purposes and mindsets behind the training and you know that David from what you've gone through and how you've been trained. There's a particular purpose that and and goal and aim that uh, those in the military are trained for. And of course, we know that that is to protect the country, that is to not be persuaded by the enemy and all those kinds of things. But in normal everyday life, believe it or not, there are a lot of men who live that way and they don't have to uh, save the country. They don't have to go out on the battlefield and fight. They don't have to have guards against that kind of enemy. The biggest enemy on this, uh, believe it or not, that I find from just talking to men from day to day, sometimes it's just themselves, not letting themselves be human, not letting themselves be real, not letting themselves make mistakes. Uh, and it's not just the affectional part of it. it it's actually, uh, just showing that, you know, I, I can make a mistake and, and not kill myself or beat myself up because I made a mistake. All, all of that is a part of emotional healthy emotions and
3: emotional pain.
1: Right. And on that note, that's a great segue into um, our break. And then we're going to pick up on it a little bit more once we get back. But I told y'all this is going to be a great show. (laughs) 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 But y'all already knew that. That's why y'all keep listening week after week and we appreciate it. Uh, So we are going to take a quick little break. Um, How about some burp? with push-up. How about, yeah, push-up burpees.
2: Push-up burpees, but when you come up, do a jumping jack as well.
1: Or a tuck jump. Yeah. I like those.
2: And we'll see you back in a little bit right after this break.
3: Training with Tremaine is where you want to visit for your motivation and results. Stop by to find out about our training programs. We offer both one-on-one training as well as group training for corporate functions and organizations. We offer boot camps, couch to 5K, and road to 10K running programs. And coming soon, virtual training. Also, take a look at our store for the best in motivational products like t-shirts in both kid and adult sizes. Visit our site at trainingwithtremaine.com. That's trainingwithtremaine.com.
4: Spring is here and our Couch to 5K and Road to 10K training programs are soon to follow. Join Training with Tremaine April 16th through June 8th. Tuesdays and Thursdays from 445 to 545 p.m. for our 5K training sessions and 6 to 7 p.m. for our 10K sessions. And on Saturdays from 7 to 8 a.m. for our combined sessions. Not in the area? No problem. Virtual training is also available. We will finish out our training during the finale race, which will be on June 15th. Register today at trainingwithtremaine.com and meet me on the pavement.
0: You are listening to Talking with Tremaine. To reach our program today, call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's one 472 5792 You may also send an email to info at Now, back to Talking with Tremaine. All right, we're back. Talking with Tremaine.
2: Tremaine, I don't know why I just got tongue twisted. I don't know uh,
1: either because we've been doing this same show for Yeah, many pretty much. I'm
2: talking about bless you, that's
1: See, I put him on the spot. He wasn't used to bringing us back in. <laughs> it wasn't
2: that. I just had so many thoughts going through my head. You know, we're talking about all this stuff. But yeah, so we're back. We got Doc. We got Tremaine. Tremaine is kind of taking the back seat a little bit. Um, she's over here, mouth dropped. She's like, wow, I really didn't know.
1: So it's, <laughs> it's a lot to hear from the other side. <laughs> yeah, it is.
2: Yeah. Um, so, you know, like we were talking, uh, a lot of men go through a lot of things. And in Doc's book, Healing the Hearts of uh, Broken Men, we, he's just giving us more insight and we're kind of bouncing off each other and The vibe is there. So all the men, you know, I I really encourage you to send in your questions like I know you have questions or I'm going to give you a homework assignment right now. If you feel like you are going through something as a man, please, 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 for the love of God, find you a group of guys who is doing something positive and just hang out with them. You know, they say birds of a feather flock together. If you hang out with someone who is doing something great, more than likely you'll act like them. It's just the same thing. If you want money, you hang out with people with money. So I just want you to get around people that you feel like you can share things with and talk about. Get Doc's book, Healing the Hearts of Healthy Men. I mean, Doc. Jeez.
1: He's really on this man's health care.
2: Healing the Hearts of Broken Men. And read that book. And, you know, like I said, just connect with some folks. Um, You can find me on Facebook. Well, actually, you can't find me on Facebook. Just hit us up at (laughs) info at com. And, you know, if you need to holler at me or... Sorry. Sorry. I just got really... I really got free on that one. But if you really (laughs) need to talk with me or someone... Uh, if I'm not the person you can talk to, we can find somebody to help you out. But I'm sorry, I, I kind of got on my my tinge because uh, this is also a, a thing for me as well, Doc. So yeah, Doc. So let let's go back to your your, your thing <laughs> back here. To so the show. <laughs> let's go. <on> okay. <laughs> we want to talk about some of the causes and effects of why's why men's hearts break. Because I know, you know, as the Five Heartbeats said, you know, heart is the house of love. Uh, Mm -hmm. But also, The Temptation said Papa was a Rolling Stone, so (laughs) we got to kind of figure out how to mesh and how to have some love songs for us, if that makes
5: sense. Right. David, I want to say you're doing real well, man. I mean, uh, you actually could have been a guest on your own show,
2: brother.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I I don't have a book. (laughs) 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 But you know what? It it is so interesting when you start talking about causes, and I I like the way you put it because there's a difference between the causes and the symptoms, and the symptoms are those things that let you know that there is pain somewhere in there. But uh, you mentioned causes, and let's talk about that first. There is no just one single cause, and that's what makes this whole thing about men, emotional pain so complicated because it can come from a lot of different origins. Number one, one of the most popular ones is abuse when you're young. And that abuse can be physical. We know the game. It can be sexual. That abuse can be actual verbal, which is one of the biggest uh, uh, problems when it comes to uh, men and young boys and emotional pain. If you're constantly being told, and I'm not suggesting that Uh, uh, men everywhere are cursing out their boys and that kind of thing. But there are a lot of cases where young boys, if they're not completely developed mentally or physically or whatever, they're told, you'll never be anything, you'll never amount to anything, you ain't nothing. And sometimes hearing those things when, you, when, when an older person says them, then, you know, it's like just words to them. But to a kid or to a young man, it's like Bible. And it's like they take it in and they put it over in the corner and they actually start believing it. So verbal abuse, sexual abuse, mental abuse, all of that really contributes to emotional pain. Another thing, and you know this in, in, uh, with the statistics that show fatherlessness, that is not having a dad in the home. Where do I get my examples? Where do I get my my uh my model from? Who do I talk to when I have a question about girls? Who do I talk to when I have a question about sex or anger? Who do I talk to when I when I wonder why uh I'm I'm not treated as kindly as maybe some of the other boys when I'm young? And you know and 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 actually those kind of feelings They don't stop just because you grow up. Those feelings grow up with you. Some of the other things that cause emotional pain is rejection. That's a big one. Being bullied. That's a big one. Uh, Personal mistakes. Personal mistakes uh, that you make. Sometimes by the time a kid is 17 17 years old, he may have been arrested three times uh, because he's angry about something or he's confused about something and there's nobody there to say, look. You might want to do it a little different way. That's not quite the way to do it. So personal mistakes. And then there's always that big one of loss of loved ones. And if nobody is there to explain what's going on inside of you, and then everybody told you all your life that you can't cry just because your grandmama died, you you don't start crying now. If nobody explains that to you, there's com- there's a harbinger of confusion that happens in your, in your insides, and it grows up with you disappointments, you know, for those who don't have fathers in the home. Uh, if, if you sitting on the front porch, expecting dad to come to take you to the park and he never shows up or on Christmas day, you think he's going to come home and he never does those kinds of things cause disappointments. They grow up with you. And in my case, when I was in 11th grade, my mom and my dad actually divorced. And that was one of the most painful things in my life. Cause although. My dad and I had consent uh, contention at that time. I still loved them, uh, and I loved my mom and I didn't want to see them uh divorced and i and I want to say that you know today my dad is my best friend we we resolved everything years 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 ago, and uh he hears from me days before his birthday, he hears from me days before Christmas. he hears from me days before father's Day because we're the best friends now, and there's not a time that I can get close to home and not go by and spend some time with him. But those are some of the causes of emotional pain. And the key is this, David, that if there is no new information and no new experience, you talked about your friend who just kept hugging you, he kept hugging you. Well, that's a new experience. You don't get used to it all of a sudden, but over time, you learn that it's okay, It may not be something you want to do every day, but it's okay. And you learn that I don't have to go throughout my life fighting something that's just natural. And that is just to love people and allow people to love you.
2: Right. So, Doc, I I was looking up some interesting statistics that uh, and this is not accurate because, of course, everybody doesn't participate. But it's estimated that 19.7 million children, more than one in four, live without a father in the home. And this crisis is four times greater risk of poverty, more likely to have behavior problems, um, Mm -hmm. two times greater risk of infant mortality with the mom and child health, uh, more likely to go to prison, more likely to commit Mm -hmm. a crime, seven times more likely, seven times more likely to become a pregnant teen or, uh, you know, a teen father or whatever. And more likely... Child abuse, to face child abuse, neglect, substance abuse, two times more likely to suffer obesity and two times more likely to drop out of high school. This is a serious crisis. And I mean, I've always felt like moms, single mothers, they do a great job. However, however, no child, boy or girl. Can go without having a strong, positive male figure in the home. No child like that can go without. Go
5: ahead. And and you're exactly right, David. And I I would substitute a a different word. I would say no child. No child should, because Mm -hmm. as you said, you know there are some very, very wonderful, strong single parents out there who've done just phenomenal jobs, doing the best that they could. And raising their sons and raising their daughters. And, then you know, where there was no man, they had to step in the gap and do the very best. But in an ideal, most effective situation, nobody can train a young man how to be a man better than a man. And the thing is that that man does not mean just having a male figure in the house. Because you can have a male figure in the house that's not really effective as a father or as a dad. But I'm right. talking about somebody to teach him how to treat uh, women and to demonstrate it by the way he treats his wife, uh, treats that young lad's mom. And th- 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 the thing is that a lot of us, and not only just, you know, in society, but in the church and in our schools, we shy away from this subject because what we don't want to do is, and I'm putting this in quotes, that we don't want to soften up our boys. And that's not the point at all. What we want to do is we want to help heal the hurt that they already got. Yeah. And you're right, those statistics that you just shared, they are true and they are alarming and they may even be greater at this point. Uh, I know that all of the statistics in my book uh, it's like you know obsolete now. Uh, my book is five years old, and so I know that the statistical data, is much more alarming than it was back then but definitely man uh, this can be remedied and it can be helped and the hearts of broken men can be healed but we can't shy away from how to heal it and then demonstrate it as men
2: yeah and those statistics were from 2017 so uh, you mm-hmm. know couldn't find them I said those statistics were from 2017 but I know yes. Tremaine is over here itching because she's in already she's opened your book up so uh, I know she's over here itching to get a word in.
1: <laughs> no, well, I was just something that just came to my mind. Um, <clears throat> you were talking about some of the causes. You are talking about <clears throat> um, verbal abuse. It just—I thought about because I like sports and all of that or whatever. And a lot of times, even in little league, you see the coaches you know, yelling at, cursing at the young athletes, and it's supposed to, quote-unquote, make them tougher, but Mm -hmm. in reality, it it could possibly be having an adverse effect on them because, you know, you're out there having fun, trying to do whatever with whatever the sport is, and, you know, you're being yelled at and cursed at, and that's kind of crazy.
5: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and, and the answer to that, Jermaine, is that, of course, it's sports. Uh, they are young boys, and so you expect a little roughing up just to kind of make them tough. But the problem is that there has to be balance. And a lot of coaches, I, I, I don't, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or I don't want to put anybody on front street, but coaches got to learn how to be balanced and not make it all about them. Uh, sometimes you'll find that coaches get so serious about the sport and that the fact that they are a coach, that they just duplicate what they saw, you know, in NBA or what they saw in the NFL and they figure that, you know, you ought to be able to take it because you're in a man sport. But then when you're talking about little boys and you're talking about little minds, even teenagers, you got to make sure that you balance that with some praise and some reward and some even some affection in some cases. As long as it's not abusive, as long as it's not inappropriate, okay. you got to sometimes put your hands on their shoulders and say, you know, I love the way you're trying. We still got to get there, but I love the way you're putting forth the effort. I'm behind you 100%. At the end of the day, you're going to be good at this. That means the world <laughs> to a young man because he figured that he has hope. Has somebody's backing, and, 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 and a, in, in a young, understanding way, they feel that you care about me rather than just right. me right. making that tackle for you.
2: Yeah, right. and I can tell you like this, Doc. For my years of coaching track, I always told the kids at the beginning, I would never curse at you. I didn't say I wouldn't curse. I, you know, I didn't cuss that bad. But I cussed at another kid for running over one of my kids. But. The thing is, is that I was hard as a coach, never cussed at them. I talked stern to them, to where they respected me and they listened and they wanted to do more. And Uh then I also had those moments of just like, oh, coach is letting his guard down. He's pretty cool. He's pretty chill. But I also had those other moments to where the school administration, they knew how much I cared about the kids, that they would call me and let me know that a kid was acting up in class. Because I always told them that this sport, track and field, is a privilege. Like, you're privileged to run track and field. I don't necessarily need you on this team if you're going to be disruptive in your class, especially at home. If I get anything from your parents, you can go ahead and cancel it and hang up your spikes. But, yeah, so I know we need to show love to them. Um, And, you know, one of those things is just like had to get it and, yeah it's it's so much so much
1: yeah Yeah. so the key is balance so uh we got a couple more minutes left but like i want to ask you um one final question i think this is this is a big question so for any man out there who's in the middle of a struggle with emotional hurt or pain what is one piece of advice that you would give to him
5: that's a great, great question, Tremaine. And this is actually the final chapter of, uh, of my book where I really, really zero in and address uh, uh, this uh, particular uh, question as to how do I get healed from emotional pain? You know, you, get, you have to understand that, you know, a lot of those signs come out in different ways. There's Bitterness, there's resentment, there's anger, there's oversensitivity, uh, there's low self-esteem and depression. So all of those things... You sometimes have to approach them different ways, but this is, in a nutshell, what I suggest to people and when I talk to them and when I coach them, uh, what I suggest that they do. Number one, I believe that the greatest healer of all times is God himself, and having a relationship with God and, and knowing Jesus Christ is the first step in getting healed from a lot of your emotional pain. And the next thing is this, and I titled it this way, Never Walk Alone. There should be at least one person in your life, another man. It may be your uncle. It may be a best friend. It may be your minister. It may be a teacher. But you need at least one other person that you can actually count as your accountability partner, where you can be completely open, completely transparent. And as David said a little earlier, somebody you can trust and somebody you can just let your hair down and share. You may not give all details, but just share the kind of things that have brought you to this point. And then lastly, uh, you know, you want to live on purpose. You want to definitely find something you love to do. You want to find something that you really, really enjoy. Put your whole heart and mind into it. David said a little earlier, find some brothers, find some brothers uh, that are positive, that are doing some things, and that are also transparent that you can connect with. And then find something to laugh about. Definitely mm. laugh if that's a healer in itself
1: absolutely well thank you again so much for joining us you all please even if you're not a man if you're a woman who lives with a man or know a man get it for him as a (laughs) gift you can get this book on amazon or outskirtspress.com it's a great read great great information so that's our time for the week next week we're going to be talking about men's health thanks again dr figures for joining us and until my next pleasure,
2: time, we'll see you See you later.
0: Thanks. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to join Tremaine and David Ellis for another edition of Talking with Tremaine next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time and 6 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. We hope to see you here next week.